1: Dude, I've got chills. Every once in a great while, I can spot a talent
0: that I know is the future of music. But first, we gotta find you a stage name Al Yankovic. It's long, it's hard to pronounce. So I'm just gonna throw this out there. Weird Al Yankovic. I love it.
1: You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. the whole world got crazy. It's
0: crazy. it's showtime. It's officially November, last few months of 2022. Here on the Mad About Movies podcast, I teased last week that we're finally getting into Oscar season, finally getting into the awards type movies. So here we are to talk Weird out. Just, just like the Oscars intended, yeah. Yeah, the, I think the best picture front runner. As Obviously, of this, uh, yes. as of this okay. recording, you know anything can happen between now and the Oscars, but I would say as of today, this is this is for sure number one. So here I am, Kent, your host for this episode, joined by Brian Gill. Hey, buddy, how's it going? It's going excellent.
1: You ready to get weird?
0: You I'm get ready it. to get weird. You and Richard dove into Gangs of New York talk this week for the mm-hmm. vip feed so i'm looking forward to yeah. to hearing that couldn't couldn't make it out work out with the schedule
1: i hope you and you and richard are able to to bury the hatchet
0: and uh and yeah our blood again. feud at will at end least, eventually. at least co-workers yeah yeah i don't want to be that minions now. comments That's the other week <laughs> i mean cross the line really that should have never edge. been crossed yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a rumor in the discord that you're jealous of his child. So that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll fix it. We'll, we'll, we'll get the mediators
0: involved. I'll get a kid by any means possible. (laughs) Uh, My wife, Zoe booked for my birthday, a very special evening. And it happened to be on the night that we, we normally record. So I went ahead and let you guys record and spent it with my wife for uh, my birthday. She, Got me tickets and surprised me. There's this thing called Rooftop Cinema. Mm -hmm. If you've ever heard of it, Cinema on the Rooftop. I haven't done
1: it yet. Yeah. Seems cool though.
0: And uh, it was was awesome. It was at this uh, hotel downtown uh, in Fort Worth. And I guess it's kind of by the pool area where they have like a big flat area outside. Mm -hmm. They section it off and they have a big screen out there and chairs. And we had talked about this on the podcast a few weeks ago. My dream of, you know, going to the AMC and they just hand you headphones and <laughs> and you pop in and see the movie distraction-free. Still have the theater experience of seeing it on the big screen and and being in the dark and all that kind of stuff, distraction-free. But you don't have to deal with the the crying babies or the, the dude ordering Diet Coke next to you or whatever it is <laughs> that might mm-hmm. might distract you in a normal, normal situation. So they had figured that out with this thing. They hand everybody headphones. And I think it's probably because it's outside and they don't want mm-hmm. you know cars honking in the background or whatever distracting you, but the technology is out that out there and this uh this company's utilizing it and it was it was awesome total surround sound uh watch la la land uh spoiler alert movie still holds up still great really nice. enjoyed it looked nice. looked good, but I was worried like when you hear about these types of things, you're like, oh it's just gonna be like a blow up movie screen or like some crappy you know projector on a <laughs> On a on a roof, and they're going to try to make this thing cool. But it was like a real movie theater quality screen and everything. I was I was pretty impressed with it. So if they have nice. this in your town, I understand they have them in a few towns. A few big cities have them. Uh, rooftop cinema, I believe it's what it's called. Movies on mm-hmm. this rooftop, something like that. Search rooftop cinema and you'll find it. Nice, uh, but it was really cool. And um, you pay for your ticket, and they give you a popcorn, and they've all they've got adult beverages and snacks to purchase but uh yeah it's cool date night kind of kind of thing and and it gets my endorsement if if the weather holds up like i wouldn't want to be out there if it's 10 degrees or whatever (laughs) but it was a perfect night it was like 70 70 degrees it it rained earlier so it was a little nice yeah a little uh little humid out but it was it was a it was a good excuse to to skip the podcast and skip a movie that i wanted to talk about gangs of new york so I'm, i'm excited to hear your conversation on it
1: yeah yeah, man, I'm. I'm glad you guys uh, were able to do that. That's something that my wife and I have talked about uh, to doing, and just haven't made time for it yet. So, um, it was good. It's good to get your endorsement on that. I'm. I'm. Uh, I told her we need. We need to check that out, especially right now. Like we're in the the period where there's like a two weeks the entire year in Texas that like the the weather is nice, and we're right in that right now. So maybe maybe get get that knocked out in the next couple of weeks before it is not fun to be outside anymore.
0: And on the Fort Worth side of things where you and I live on that side of town, mm-hmm. Richard's more mm-hmm. the Dallas side. There's no Alamo over here. Right. So there's really lacking kind of a, a, an unusual cinematic experience, like sure. a, yeah. more than just going to your normal cinemark. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good niche to hit in downtown when there's no, there's no real good, good options for a cool date night or anything like that. There's no independent cinemas or anything like that. There's no Angelica, mm-hmm. anything like that downtown. So that's nice. That's cool. Um, yeah. So check that out. We're here to talk Weird, which came out via the Roku channel. Uh Brian, aka just anyone who had a Roku could watch this thing for free, which I was I was impressed by the fact that they just put this thing out there for free if you have a Roku device, which uh if you're a set-top box nerd, they they uh, the, have the majority share in the in the uh streaming set-top box game. I think I looked last week and they had something like 60 percent, and then apple and amazon and uh, samsung have like the other Mm. yeah percent but uh i i didn't realize samsung was such a big player in this game but they are just with the smart tv and having like their own store on On the smart tv they're a big player in this game too yeah Uh, so yeah
1: i'm a samsung tv guy i've got Mm -hmm. that's there's only one TV in our house that isn't a Samsung um, and they've always they've always worked out really well for me, treating me well. I don't use the smart TV side of things. I have fire sticks plugged into every TV because I just like having the same centralized kind of uh, UI and whatnot. I bought a new TV this weekend because I'm very wealthy and uh, and put it in my living room and it's a Samsung. And that was the first time that I had like really even messed around with the, the smart TV features. It's pretty it's pretty dope, got to say. I was I was uh I was impressed by the the offerings that uh, that were available on this thing. I, That's nice. I don't know that it's going to make me switch over from having everything on the Fire Stick, but it was, you know, I was like oh, this is pretty this is pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I just I guess I'd never thought of a Samsung OS as like a big player in this yeah. game, but when I looked at the numbers, they they surely are. And it's certain you're right. It's the people that go and buy it from Best Buy and plug it in and go, you know, they don't buy mm-hmm. any extra ancillary device to, to stream media from. And so I have Roku TVs. I have, it's a, it's like the built-in OS on our TV. There's a, okay. there's a yeah. couple brands now that are doing that where you buy it and it's like the default mm-hmm. uh, software is Roku. So that, so that's nice because Roku has, you know, apps for basically everything. It's the, like I said, it's the biggest, it's the most served when I was doing uh, these types of apps for, for uh, NFL, Mm-hmm. I would just look at the numbers on like, oh, is anybody actually watching this? And like the amount of people that had Roku like blew my mind <laughs> back then compared to like Apple TV, which I thought sure. more people yeah. would have. And so when I went on the Roku this past weekend, they had a whole channel built in on there that said, said weird, watch for free. And you just scroll down to it and click it and play. And it was uh, easily accessible. I'm sure this thing did did really, really nice numbers, but it got me thinking like, this is the first roku original i've seen really on um, mm-hmm. maybe on the movie side of things i know i think they didn't they buy the quibi stuff and then rolled that out there as roku original or something like that maybe i don't know but i know they've done some original content this got me thinking like man is there a more easy direct consumer strategy in the market right now than that <laughs> yeah it's a great uh, i you turn on your tv and boom there it is i mean sure. that's that's pretty yeah. nice
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's um I've got one TV that has a Roku in it, the one that's in like Coop's um playroom. And yeah, it's it's super nice to be able to just be like, Yep, here we go. And I had the same thing with like uh I texted a friend group while I was watching this. I texted one of my friend groups and just said, you know, I'm only 30 minutes in, but really digging the weird Al movie. And uh and one of my friends was like, Is it on Paramount Plus or what is it what what services? And I was like, I literally just just Go to Roku.com or pull it up. I mean, maybe you've got a TV that has this already on. Like, It's right there. It's it's available for, for freebies at any time. So yeah, it's an interesting strategy.
0: Yeah, I've got the, for traveling, I'm kind of with you on the, the stick thing. We've got a Roku stick and my mm-hmm. wife and I will bring that on vacations and stuff and be able to have our Netflix and Plex and all that at hotels. That's mm-hmm. clutch, super yeah. clutch. It's like 30 mm-hmm. bucks for that. I'm like well, yeah. why would you not why would you not get that? It's a great deal. Great deal. Yep. A great deal. Uh, so this was really cool to be able to to be able to watch this. It was so funny the response that uh, that Weird Al had when somebody was like, "Hey Weird Al, I don't, I don't have a Roku in my country. How do I watch your movie?" And he said, oh, uh, I'm sure there's a." <laughs> uh, very pretty network that you can find (laughs) it on. And there's another torrent of ideas that I can throw at you. If you want me to, you know, something like that, just total American Uh treasure. Like if you can't watch this, go, go download it, go watch it. I don't care. You know, can you even get mad about pirating for this? It's out there for free. I don't think, I don't think you can get mad about pirating unless you're like (laughs) Marvel. And even then you're making so much money. Like, is it really cutting into the bottom line that, that much? Yeah. like we're in a day and age where if, if more people are seeing your stuff, I think it's all it's all for the better in the end. It, more people are talking about feel, it. Yeah, it.
1: It does feel, yeah, it does feel like it's close to like the 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 right before Spotify and Amazon Music and Tidal or whatever else became like everybody's go-to mm-hmm. and the music industry was like all right we just maybe don't care anymore i guess just steal whatever you want to steal pirate away it does feel a little bit like that right now like even three years ago it was like oh man like could be really careful and now i don't feel like you hear anything about that anymore it's just like yeah
0: i mean whatever somebody you saw yeah. the
1: movie right so okay you know i mean meanwhile there was a sol- solution down on passwords and stuff
0: but. yeah it's told there was a solution for for the music business to be like, yeah, Spotify, every, all in, everyone signed up for that. There, was, trust me, I I worked in the music business in the years like 2007 to 2011, which is probably the yeah. worst time. Oh, yeah, for, in terms for sure. of like yeah. uh, out of CD sales, but but yeah. like streaming hadn't fully caught on yet yeah. with Spotify. Uh-huh. So literally, uh-huh. the only way to to listen to music online was uh, MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know how many. We probably went multi platinum on MySpace if they had call, like actually counted that stuff. Yeah. Like they didn't count no any of that way, stuff. Yeah, there was just no, just no way, way to
1: to to figure out a way to mo- or not, maybe even monetize is not the right word, but to to count it. <laughs> like,
0: they it it wasn't was counted nothing. like it literally wasn't counted as a listen, as a record yeah. sale, yeah. as anything. Like all those people yeah. just for free for it's I don't huge. know how many years yeah. just went 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 that way. But they figured it out now. And if there's some kind of movie service out there. I don't know who could do it. Maybe Netflix could pull it off at some point where it's like, we're buying every library and you get all in for mm-hmm. 30 bucks a month to watch, oh, you know, all this stuff. If, if they so can make it worth much. it for the distributors and it, at all, then they'll do it. You know, it just has to be worth it for them to give up, you know, the rights or whatever to mm-hmm. that, to that stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, it's certainly fragmented right now. It's just another one of them. The Roku original, this stemmed from a short on Funnier Die a few years ago though. That was the trailer for this, basically. Mm-hmm. And and that was really well received. And so I guess ever since then, people had been asking Weird Owl, like, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody's huge and Rocket Man's huge. Like when are we gonna get the Weird Owl movie? And he kept teasing it for a long time. If you look back, I know they did a behind the music on Weird Al, Brian, I don't know your your history on Weird Owl, but mm-hmm. he was I don't know if you would ask me in 1994 who my favorite band was, I probably would have said Weird Al. Like (laughs) other than like the Beatles and R.E.M. and like Zeppelin and like classic rock bands, like the newest artist that I liked was Weird Al, uh, Uh the artist of the day or whatever. Sure. And so he was, you know, as as big a fan as you could possibly have of Weird Al, was probably me. Um, I think when you hit 12 though, like the Weird Al phase leaves most people. I don't know many fifty-year-olds that are still buying and rocking Weird Al stuff, but I, there there might be out there. But uh, I think every kid kind of has a Weird Al phase for a, a few years once you discover his stuff and you can enjoy his parody songs. But for me, gosh, what a what a time when 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 Amish Paradise music video dropped, Brian. It was gosh, damn. it was like the playground was lit. That's for sure. What, what's your memory of Weird Al? I loved,
1: love I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I'm. I'll turn forty in a couple months. I am like right in the wheelhouse for for Weird Al for peak Weird Al. I missed a little bit of eighties Weird Al, obviously, because I was you know born in eighty three or whatever. But ten um, year old to twelve year old range, whatever for me was just like Weird Al is the freaking peak of art art artistry. Like I, I mean, is anything better than weird? Al. Peak of I music,
0: just, peak of comedy, peak of <laughs> TV, culture. peak of movies. Yeah. yeah peak just, of everything.
1: Just there's, there is nothing, there's nothing coming close, uh, to, to weird Owl on this stuff. And uh, my, my parents did not like it.
0: Same. Um, yeah. they do now. <laughs> I think it's like, funny. They laugh at it yeah, now. I know. Like, I'll I show them videos. I, I showed them one yeah. the other day. My favorite weird Al video is the, uh, uh, you don't love me anymore. Yeah, or it's like the sad love it's song just, about the girl poisoning his coffee and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, but like back in the day, they're just like turn off that that Ricky and Lucy parody song, you know, whatever yeah. it was I was listening to constantly.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what's funny to me is is and, and my to be fair, my parents will admit some of this too. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty strict household and um we we don't see pop culture eye to eye too much even still but regardless it was such a weird one to 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 be anti i feel like it was just like i mean this is pretty harmless compared to a lot of stuff that i could be listening to right now and that my friends are listening to so um yeah my parents parents weren't a huge fan but my best friend um I mean like within a year I was like we're listening to the Adam Sandler like the that album's way 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 worse quote unquote as far as like content goes than anything Weird Al ever did. So anyway, um my best friend had some of these tapes because he had an older brother and uh and he, and so we 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 borrowed his tapes and then later the CDs and stuff. Um and uh, yeah, dude, Weird Al was like the peak of of pop culture
0: to me and and Alapalooza, the one with the Jurassic Park logo on it. I mean, yeah, dude, on. that was an
1: incredible, and that Amazing. video is insane. That is a, that, I mean, great video. So, like great claymation video. wasn't it, or yeah. something?
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: I think I was on until probably post the um Star Wars: Phantom Menace, American Pie. Um, that was kind of my last. Video. Yeah, like, like I the, think last the last stuff I remember
0: actually yeah. listening to was that yeah. Anakin Skywalker thing. In, I think uh, so
1: too. Yeah. I think it was the same for me. Um, but I i mean, the thing with him through the last and that was that was over 20 years ago. That was closer to 25 than not at this point. Um, I have always had an incre- like an endearing love and respect for Weird Al the person, even though I haven't listened to a single thing that he's he's put out in the last 20, let's say 25 years just to to make it easy. But like you just bring up Weird Al to me. I'm like, man, I loved Weird Al. What a cool guy. Like, and he's not cool, but he is cool with the, it's a it's a it's a he he almost pioneered uh being a cool nerd in a in a way. And uh-huh. and or like capitalizing on his not coolness, in it, if that's maybe that's a way to put it. But uh yeah, dude, I loved I loved Weird Al's stuff when I was younger, and I love Weird Al, the person. Um, still to this day, I I will, to bring it to the movie, did not think that this was a necessary thing at all. You know how I feel about most biopics in general and, and all these sort of things. Didn't really know. I didn't watch the trailer. I didn't really know anything coming in. I was kind of like, really a biopic, and it's on Roku. Like, is that a good thing? I'm not really sure. Wasn't totally... I liked Daniel Radcliffe quite a bit. I wasn't totally sure that, that was he was the guy to do this, I knew nothing about this until about maybe two days before I, I watched it, and then people started talking about Walk Hard. and I was like, Oh, so it's like that, like it's we're doing a, a basically a parody of a biopic. Okay, that's that sounds more interesting to me, and and uh, darn it if it wasn't a whole lot of fun. This was this was a blast, I thought this was a blast, I thought this was the perfect, I thought this was like McGruber light in a lot of ways, and I, I really dug it uh, a whole bunch.
0: Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty Walk Hardish, and and that's so funny that it ended up being like that. Because I remember us doing our Walk Hard review, I think last year, and we were like, "Man, wouldn't a Weird Al movie in this tone be perfect?" It's basically just this move, just do Walk Hard with Weird Al, because parodying all those different genres in that way would have been would have been perfect for him. And I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm totally glad they went this route with it. Even though, Mm -hmm. like I mentioned, the behind the music thing earlier, even though. He has a really interesting life. As a like, if you did the real Weird Al biopic, I think it might be, you know, still pretty interesting if you if the right person made it. If they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, go super cliche with it, uh, because you know the battles that he fought with trying to get song parody rights is mm-hmm. uh is pretty interesting mm-hmm. to me, and and just like the fact that he's an accordion player and is one of the biggest musicians ever is interesting. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Of course, that you can go down if you wanted to make this a real thing, but the fact that I think he put out the quote—I don't know, six months ago or something—when they were in production, he said, "Don't worry, we we didn't no actual research for this movie, and like you could tell that it was just going to be a bit the entire time." I love that about it, and it kind of takes itself pretty serious. I think for the first, like for the setup, I think. If you didn't know this was a bit, imagine a person not knowing that this was a bit and, th- and mm-hmm. thinking that yeah. this was how Weird Al's life played out. <laughs> There's got to be people out there, right? Uh-huh. Just like, yeah. oh, I like Weird Al. Let's check this out. And you see it and you just know that that uh, synapse in your brain never goes off where you get, you, you know, you kind of break the fourth wall and see what they're – see the yeah. joke. I right. think that would be hilarious to experience it like that. Uh but well,
1: Yeah. And and sorry to interject there but like he dated
0: madonna what well like that's the thing that it's stuff, like like
1: <laughs> it, it it plays as i'm not gonna say it plays as a straight biopic because his dad beats an accordion salesman to death in the first like three minutes so that obviously that is not an accurate statement but it does play with like the bounds of reality for a while for like 30 ish minutes or so maybe until you get to actually, he wasn't parodying um, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is parodying him and he's dating Madonna. Like it really isn't until he gets to that point that you, it crosses the threshold between um, <laughs> like sort of stupidly playing up the things and just full on making stuff up. And so I think you're right. I think there's gotta be someone out there who watched this and was like, hold on, Weird Al dating Madonna and has like, had to go look up the Wikipedia or whatever to to figure out like what's real and what's not real. Um, I thought that was, I'll be honest, I thought that was kind of genius to play it that way to like sort of ease into the absurdity. Whereas Walk Hard, his, you know, like his brother gets carved up in the first minute of the movie, you know, um, and it really, really plays into that. Like this is sort of a slow rollout of the ridiculousness. And I thought it was kinda genius to do that.
0: They really played up the walk hard, wrong kid died, dad role in this. The uh Dad, how was your day? Well, another <laughs> guy died at the factory today. <laughs> you know, like that. You want to take his spot? so funny. <laughs> and the uh the the parents in general was was hilarious to me. Because of in real life, he was so close to his parents and they were like his best friends and so supportive. And the line that made me crack up from his mom at the end of like his child sequence was like, we just think you should never be who you truly are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is like the literal opposite of what they actually told him. You know? It's like, I, I just love yeah. like, let's do... The one eighty of what of what my uh-huh. actual life is and and that that is hilarious, uh the polka party scene was funny, like ma'am, we found your son at a polka party, <laughs> like, and the fact that his roommates are like convincing him that like dude, everyone loves accordion, what are you talking about right <laughs> like right. you like, this will be fine, don't worry, <laughs> <You know? laughs> one moment that like all these music biopics we talked about it in especially bohemian rhapsody i know for sure is how the songwriting process is portrayed in these
1: movies (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: something happens and then boom the song is in your mind like it's never just a dude sits down with a guitar and hammers out a song for 30 minutes and and that's the song and and their version of doing that in this was uh, hey, can you hand me my bologna? Or like, hey, your name's on this bologna. And they're playing my Sharona in the background. I had this big reveal. You know, I loved that because that's not how it goes at all. There's no like true, it just never happens the way movies show it the way it That Queen biopic it. is the worst I have ever
1: seen and probably will ever see on that front. Like,
0: <laughs> the Dude, the, the dig at the Queen biopic in this movie where John Deacon comes up. <laughs> And they're like, he he's about to cover another one rides the bus or whatever. He's like, I think you should do another one bites the dust. They're like, who are you? John Deacon. <laughs> John Deacon from Queen. The bass player. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone. <laughs> that may have killed me too. Um, great bit. Great bit. Some yeah. of the cameos here were great. Uh, the pool party sequence, obviously, Brian, with you uh-huh. got Conan playing Andy Warhol, which, <laughs> right, how have we not seen that before? It's <laughs> like a perfect, perfect role for him to do. Uh, we had Yorma as Pee Wee, which was funny. Jack Black popped up in this. Yeah. What did you think of the, the bit at the beginning with Weird Al and Forte as the music execs?
1: Forte is just remains on another level of of total genius. I love, you are so
0: <laughs> ugly. Yes. Look at you.
1: He's just, you are so, just parroting yeah. what, 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 what he did basically MacGruber, Dixon Piper yes. sequence with that. Oh, yeah. So great. I love that man so much. Um, yeah, I thought it was really funny to have, to have weird Al playing the executive there. That was, that was a good bit, uh, bit forte. I mean, what are we going to do? Dude? I love, I love forte so much. What he's just the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the delivery on all of those lines and then to walk it back immediately. Um, as soon as the executives like, well, I mean, let's not take it that far. Um, is it was great. I was dying. I, was I dying loved the, <laughs> that
0: the part where he's like, yeah, but it's a real big hit on the bizarro show. And he's like, really? The bizarro show. <laughs> oh, that let's sign you to a 14 album deal. It's like, really? No, of course not. <laughs> I'd love that swerve. That's such a classic. Classic trope and a great swerve is to is to completely change your mind and then that's a horse of a different color. I love <laughs> that. Yeah, great bit. Every music biopic has to have a drug trip sequence, too. This one <laughs> had uh-huh. it too, where he was uh I guess it was kind of around the eat it time, right? Yes. Good uh that you're right, Brian. That's where the movie for me it's like it goes from, yeah, this is pretty funny to, okay, this might be genius. When, yeah, when eat it was originally before beat it. Mm-hmm. And then he had Amish Paradise inspiring Coolio in the crowd. Like that killed me. <laughs> My dad, his yeah. dad was Amish and told him his life story. So good.
1: <laughs> Just rumspringa and everything that, that. He has to pull out these pages of drawings because they didn't have I mean <laughs> it's a good turn, man. It was a really good turn. And right before that, having the sequence where his mom is getting some weight and they're just like trying to make him come
0: up with <laughs> with fat, but he never a, does because that. it's twenty twenty two and you it's just You probably shouldn't make funny. that joke in this movie. Right. Yeah. Just, it killed me. It killed me. How he's really got it. a feud with Pablo Escobar too? I mean you bring like a John Wick style diner fight sequence into this yeah. too. Had
1: to get that in there too. Yeah, I mean, they really truly playing with the the tropes of uh, of, of a biopic and other movies too, but but a biopic especially is a gr- is a great bit because biopics suck. They're so boring and they are so. Um, So paint by numbers and generic and not in a fun way, the way that like superhero movies can be. They're just they're such a beatdown. So I think playing with that and and making fun of it is a really it's just it's maybe it just speaks specifically to my (laughs) to my heart because I hate biopics, but I I thought I thought all of the 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 tropiness there and the mocking of the of those tropes was was top notch. But it was very it was done very well very well throughout.
0: I agree. What do you, okay. So here's the thing. I love rain Wilson mm-hmm. and it's a weird thing for me. Cause every time I see him pop up in something, I'm like, Oh, awesome. Rain Wilson. But he's never like stand out in anything <laughs> other than Dwight. Like he's just mm-hmm. kind of there and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, could, could somebody have better been Dr. Demento. But like mm-hmm. I said, at the same time, I'm always happy when I see him in movies.
1: I think I've gotten to a place where I actually, because I I used to say the same thing, I like yeah, I like Rain Wilson a lot. I'm I'm excited to see him pop up here. I don't think I do like Green Wilson that much. I think I liked him as Dwight, and maybe that's kind of yeah. where where it ends. Um, because he he, you're right. Like he he mostly under <laughs> underperforms or under underdelivers. I like the the concept of him as Doctor Demento. I think he was fine. By the way, he was fine as in this. It wasn't it wasn't like. Um, was watching, uh, you know, a bad performance or something. I, but I, I was like, oh yeah, that's great casting. And then I was like, eh, could have been anybody. Could I mean, yeah, you know, he kind of looks odd, so that helps when you're playing somebody whose name is Doctor Demento. But uh, he he can use that that kind of odd look to his benefit. And it was like, okay, that's fine. I think it should have been Jack Black. Jack didn't really do much. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought it's when a little Jack more Black port- popped portly up, like uh yeah. like uh-huh. Doctor Demento yeah. was. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, when when Jack Black po- and and I'm sure some of that is like uh, Scheduling you can and get Rain Wilson, you yeah. can't get Jack Black, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he popped up at the pool party, I was like, "Oh man, I kind of wish he was Dr. Demento. That would have been that would have been better. That would have been more fun."
0: The only bit that worked for me with Demento was just him wearing his top hat the entire time mm-hmm. in every mm-hmm. context, never taking yeah. off that suit is hilarious. That one right. suit he's in the promo pick yeah. in. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the LSD bit was funny too. Like, oh no, yes. this got, this is laced with LSD. No, yeah, it was, it'll wear
0: off in eight to day. ten hours. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that was enjoyable.
0: Josh yeah. Groban popping up as a waiter. That guy's got American Treasure status written all all over him. The stuff that he's
1: Josh <laughs> he, Groban <agrees> <laughs> was in. Um,
0: North American Treasury. He's Canadian, right? No. It's yeah, Bu- I think you're it's right. It's Buble who's Canadian.
1: Boublay's Canadian. I don't know where I, I one of them is Canadian. One of those coroner dudes is Canadian. Pretty sure Boublay is Canadian, but maybe Groban is. I don't know. Um, Josh Groban popped up in the first season, I believe, of Glee, which is a He's show from of, like, L.A. My wife and I. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Lindsay and I watched Glee for, if I remember correctly, like the first season was like six episodes and i watched the first season and then i watched like 3 episodes of the second season and i was like nope i hate this this is not for me but he pops up in the first season of glee and he's really funny and that was like a decade ago and that was the first time that i was like oh so josh groban's like he he actually like he's funny he's funny on the office when he pops up in that uh you know as andy's brother he's great i think probably you know he needs Muppets. to be cameo guy but uh but he's he's really he he has some real comedic chops I think in Glee, the bit is he's hitting on one of the moms and he says something like Josh Groban loves a bluesy alcoholic (laughs) or a blousy alcoholic, which is just a
0: great, great bit. It was very funny. funny. (laughs) Yeah, man, that was (laughs) talking to the third person is always a funny bit. Super funny. Well, this had this had a lot of big stars in it. I was actually impressed with the amount of people they were able to pull. this i mean you had Mm -hmm. thomas lennon as the accordion salesman who (laughs) i always like to see him pop up and stuff i mean Mm -hmm. the big one for me was evan rachel wood as madonna i mean she's kind of peaking right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, quinta brunson too she's peaking uh, on uh, Abbott elementary as oprah yeah
1: yeah lots of thomas lennon's another one that like if he's in the movie or show or whatever for five minutes it's not great but if it's three minutes oh now we're talking.
0: Yeah. Like he's, he's of- Unless it's of Dangle the, from Reno 911. Right. That case, give right. me 90 More minutes. More of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dangle yeah, is the best. He's great at the, uh, at the
1: just a touch over cameo thing.
0: He does that very, very well. Okay. So I, I kind of I put this out there at the Discord. I, I don't know, facetiously. It's funny. Best actor for Dana Radcliffe or? Because he, do Brian, he goes so... He's killing it. He's so hard for this. <laughs> like, he gives this 150% effort in, like, making the dramatic scenes dramatic and being angry and fighting mm-hmm. and doing the accordion, all that stuff. It just shows you, like... It's all about context, right? Because it's the exact same performance and as Freddie Mercury probably gets him a nomination, right? <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> Like the same level of commitment. If this was a serious movie, he gets a nomination. The same performance,
1: which is so stupid because <laughs> it's hilarious. Rami Malek performance is so cringy and bad, and and this is, I mean, it's it's perfect for the movie. It's perfect. It it, it I, There's a, definitely a world can, where like this gets the big gets old. And we're like, yeah, it was really funny for twenty minutes, and then I just kind of was like, eh, not really, not really digging it. But but Radcliffe is just going so hard with this, and I I mean, we know there's 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 I don't even know if it will if if by the end of the year we could say he deserves it. We know he won't be even involved in the conversation. That's the no way no, it, no chance goes. But I'm not kidding. I I I mean I, I, I genuinely mean this. This is a great performance. He. Mm-hmm crushed this he was so good at it and also i think it maybe it just serves as like a place to say this dude has handled the um the fame and has moved his career in a way that i think all child actors or young actors should really be looking at and aspiring to he has done a remarkable job of picking his roles taking smaller movies I don't know that he's ever gonna be um in another like movie star role like or whatever we want to call that like like a huge huge franchise kind of thing like Harry Potter was, but the fact that he's even working despite the 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 massive potential to have been um just destroyed by that role at such a young age and for such a long time and and to be typecast as that person for the rest of his his career and stuff i mean truly i mean that's up there with like the best child star to uh to adult actor that like i think ever i think ever it's it's a really remarkable thing that he's been able to to pull off and and uh young young actors should should really be looking at him as an example of like what what to do and how to make sure that you have a career after uh, you you have your after you make your money after you have this like star making turn, how to then have a career afterwards? Is it's a really impressive feat. It's you know? Pretty
0: easy. You just get in the now you see me sequel, and you're good. <laughs> that's all it's got to be. Yeah, I mean he certainly
1: had some some tough ones. That was rough. He wasn't particularly good in Lost City earlier this year. The the Channing Tatum San, Sandy mm-hmm. Bullock thing, but um, but he picks smaller roles really well. And and anyway, I I'm. I'm always impressed that he's, like, a functioning adult, let alone has, like... Yeah, because really he's so damn
0: famous. Though. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. One of the That's most famous people in the do. world, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, yeah, I mean, we heard this past week that Zaz and WB want to make more Harry Potter movies, like, obviously. Right. Uh, but the, at the end of the day, J.K. holds the keys to the kingdom, and if she says mm-hmm. no, then they can't make it anymore, so... I mean, that's really, I think it really comes down to what she says and maybe how much money they give her or how much of a cut they give her because they mm-hmm. can, they can pay Radcliffe and Emma Watson all day. They'll pay them 50, hundred million each or whatever it is. Um, it's just about like actually being able to do it. So I, I, what interests me, I always liked him. I thought he was great in Harry Potter. I, he was by far yeah. the best actor of all the kids and For sure. yeah. and the standout from the series and, I want to see him in that role again. It just made no sense to me why they didn't just Mm -hmm. keep, keep that thing going because they were getting better. Like I thought the older kids were way better than like the, the younger ones, you know, like Mm -hmm. to me, adult Harry Potter is way more intriguing than like nine year old Mm -hmm. Harry Potter from a story standpoint. So, uh, we'll see where that, where that goes. And, uh, I think it's time to hit a grade here though. Are you good with that? Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to hit from this? Um, Oh, one more thing from that I had, yeah, was the uh, the fact that he beats Prince at the accordion awards at the end was so funny, because Prince would never let him cover his music, so I think that was his uh-huh. last dig at Prince. Was like he beat him <laughs> in the accordion awards. Like Prince was legit mad at the end. He doesn't yeah. win. Yeah,
1: G- great bit on that, and then just the, the like being executed by angry Madonna. Great bit too. That was a yes. I enjoyed that. Man, there was one other- He has to be
0: friends was. with Madonna, right? Like, she had to have known that this was coming. Gotta be. Gotta be able to- Jenny's just call gonna her call her over the say, weekend, hey, like, hey, hey cool did you see dress. you're a uh right. Pablo Escobar I mean, accomplice assassin in this movie, and you're also doing it with Weird Al? <laughs> like, she had to have known.
1: I mean, not to be a- I mean, she could probably use the pub right now, right? Like, just right. having her name out there is probably a good thing. I mean, however- However much the 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 viewership for this translates, I don't really know. We obviously we don't have an algorithm for box office dollars and stuff like that, but like I mean I don't think Madonna's peaking right now, so it probably can't hurt to have people reminded that Madonna was the biggest pop star in the world for a very long time. Um probably can't hurt, I would say. So yeah. This is, uh, <laughs> oh, the thing that I was gonna say. Maybe my favorite little little touch in the movie was having Weird Al sing all the songs. Like have have Radcliffe um, uh pretend doing the the uh, the Milli Vanilli thing with.
0: I thought that was funny. That. Uh, I love that. I couldn't tell if it was trying to be bad on purpose because it was like the <laughs> lip sync was pretty. Yeah, it no, was no, like going to a level as, of.
1: Yeah, yeah, I took it as on purpose. Maybe I'm just giving it too much credit, but the, just the concept of having him. Lip sync it with Weird Al being the actual singer. I thought was really funny. That was a good. That was a good note. Um, when he comes up with no this, can
0: sing like him. this song is- for like a surgeon in the middle as he's ODing or whatever, is so funny. <laughs> Nothing rhymes with Virgin. <laughs> Give me a pen and paper now. <laughs>
1: I love making fun of that, that stuff. And like I said, earlier, that stuff in Bohemian Rhapsody is some of the cringiest worst stuff I've ever seen in a movie. And I will always love uh, anybody or any, any movie that wants to take that on and make fun of it.
0: The one it's moment of bit. that movie that, that sticks out to me. Like when I close my eyes and think about that movie, the one moment that stands out is when he's laying in bed with the girl and reaches up and plays the, Bohemian rhapsody song. I'm like that could be something someday. My like, good God. That was so the cringe. worst
1: one for me is it's the one the bass player comes up with. I can't remember if it, if it's uh It's another one bites of dust. Yeah, there it is. There it is. I couldn't remember if it was that one John or once Rocky, but like geez, dude. That's like just what are
0: we doing here? Like is this in really... They're like having movie? an argument, like, they're verge breaking up, and then he just starts going dun 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 dun. And they're like, wait, what is that?
1: I just came up with the yeah. most basic baseline ever. This will change. every... Oh, come on,
0: please, please stop.
1: Great band deserved a much better movie than than what they got.
0: Uh, ask Brian May. He disagrees. <laughs> Won some
1: Oscars, so
0: it, was, I guess that's it was exactly what he wanted it to be. And they're gonna do another one. So, so you see what Queen is after Freddy. That's what they mm. said. That's That'll be said. great. <laughs> Everyone loves... Bohemian well, Rhapsody too. <laughs> the Wayne's World era. I don't know. <laughs> the Adam Lambert years. Get ready.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can't, wait. can't wait.
0: Well, um, I'm going to grade this, this bad boy out. Um, Weird Al's brand is like good, clean, fun. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, you know? So I can't blame this for being like PG, PG-13 level. But if this had been rated R... I wonder what, mm-hmm. if, how funny it would have been. Like <laughs> if they had pushed it where to the level that walk hard did, I think that it would be, it would have been like all timer.
1: Yeah. I don't think, I don't think weird. Al was going to let that happen. No, I think, not at all. But
0: is... if they had, yeah. Oh my gosh. It would have been funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Weird Al wrote this with the director. Uh, super funny, funny writer, great comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give this an A. What about you, Brian?
1: Same for me, man. Straight A. I you know, it's not gonna I'd be very surprised if it made my top ten for the year, but in terms of like movies that I enjoyed this year, this is very, very high. It was it was just a lot of fun, very stupid, very silly. Uh, and but I I'm not kidding. I genuinely I think I think Radcliffe was great. I thought he had a great performance in this thing and and uh and did, you know, hit the notes as it were of of what this movie called for for per, quite, pretty perfectly honestly so yeah a for me a lot of fun had a blast
0: all right there it is there's weird the Owl Yankovic story check it out on Roku Brian before we get out of here let's hit a recommend how about that
1: yeah let's do it weekly
0: recommends what do you have for me this week Mr. Gill
1: I'm going to recommend a book that I just finished. Um, it's called Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Klune. Um, it is a, I don't know, like like vaguely YA. Eh, it's probably not YA. That's probably not an accurate description. It's, it's vaguely um, fantasy elements. Uh, this, T.J. Klune wrote a book called uh, The House on the Cerulean Sea a couple years ago that was one of my two or three favorites of the year. I'm pretty sure it was a weekly recommend at some point. Loved that book. Loved it. This one is um, not quite as good as that one. But that's okay. It was still very good. It's it's just uh, you know, it took a kind of like a a um a like a, a Christmas Carol sort of. This person died and now he is moving to the afterlife and like this is what that looks like in in this world and him learning how to. Um, be a better person after death and this kind of stuff. So it's like kind of a cliche. I've read several books that seem to have like that. That's like kind of the general um description, I I guess is like person dying or is about to die or whatever. And like has the, the come to Jesus moment essentially of like trying to figure out um where, where it all went wrong and whatnot. But uh the, the, the sort of world building for this one is really good. And like the way that the, I don't know if the, the it's sort of pur- purgatory sort of works in this world is interesting. The characters are really good, and I think T.J. Clune is like a legitimately great author, or is or is becoming a great author, um, and writes some really touching, like caring stuff. Like there was a couple moments that literally I had, I'm like doing chores around the house, and I have to stop because I'm like about to start sobbing and stuff. Like really touching stuff, but he's also very funny, he has some great stuff with that as well. So anyway, it's called Under the Whispering Door. Really dug it. Um if you like that, I I would tell you that the one that he wrote before the again, the House on the Cerulean Sea is is uh is even better and I really love that book. But uh, but this one's a good one as as well. So check that out.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um I'm gonna recommend some music, I think. says that's all I've ever been- really doing of in terms of new stuff lately other uh, than movies we've been talking about on the podcast is mm-hmm. uh some new music so i'll recommend a record that came out this year that i've been listening to lately uh it's kind of a country bluegrass uh thing by a band called planes p-l-a-i-n-s who is a combo of Waxahachie and a singer songwriter named J- jess williamson who's uh Kind of from Dallas, but okay. more California, but Dallas roots. And uh, yeah, it's their project together called Plains, And it's uh, a lot of, uh, you know, harmonizing ladies type stuff. Nice. Uh, really nice. good uh, awesome. stuff. It's certainly up your alley, kind of the Brandy Carlisle country uh, sound uh, type stuff. But if you like Waxahachie, then you'll like this. Um, so so nice. check it out planes i walked with you a is the name of the uh the album and um i think problem with it is the single if you want to look that up on like youtube or something but uh, yeah planes p-l-a-i-n-s check them out
1: definitely check that out sounds great
0: all right there we go there's the review of weird al and uh there's the recommends one weird al story i forgot to to uh to bring in it just popped into my mind was when when I was in the band we did this like I don't even know where where it was it must might have been Sirius XM or like BBC Radio or something like that we did this thing where I don't know you've heard those like top 10 lists on like Sirius XM where they'll be like Bruce Springsteen's favorite songs and he'll mm-hmm. like introduce them or whatever you know or like mm-hmm. say I love this song because blank and then they'll play it well mm-hmm. we did one of those one year and I don't know what it was for, but they're like, "All right, we need you guys to pick a song and introduce it." And I, and I picked like I did this huge tease on like, "Dude, this song has influenced me more than anything." You would, will hear it in all of our music. Really, the roots of, you know, my musical foundation is this song. It's "The Night Santa Went Crazy" by Weird Al. <laughs> And then and then they just rolled it down in the workshop. All the elves are making toys. <laughs> just the song about Santa slaughtering his elves. <laughs> so That's sometimes funny. i look back and I'm like, why did I do a bit at every possible moment? And I just shake my head. But sometimes I look back and I'm like, got I did a bit right. at every possible yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah.
1: got, got that one right. That's good. Very
0: good. His favorite just influenced FTSK more than anything was The Night Sandwich. I mean, you really can hear it in our music if you go back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's Weird Al. Hope you guys enjoyed the convo. Please subscribe. Leave us a nice review if you enjoy it. And if you want that Gangs of New York conversation with Brian and Richard, make sure you subscribe, com slash VIP. We'll see you over there. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrambled eggs.